This programme was produced at and first aired on NPR, Manawatu People's Radio, with support from New Zealand On Air. Kapai Irarangi Tomotu, NPR. If you're a fan of NPR, listening to our podcasts and live stream has never been easier. Just search for accessmedia.nz on the App Store or Google Play and download the app with the Kiwi Fruit logo. Once you've got it, pick Manawatu People's Radio from the list of stations and go find your new favourite show. Greetings all. This week we welcome back Leonie Harper to the Chair of the Palmerston North City Council Sports and Recreation Committee. Welcome Leonie. Hi Anne. Last week you gave us a little history of the Victoria Esplanade. Listeners, if you missed it, you can go to Access Manawa 2 website and listen on demand community section and hear what she had to say. What are some of the special features, Leonie, that make it a good family day out at the Esplanade? Well, the Esplanade's got lots of lovely um, gardens. So there's the lovely rose garden, there's the duck pond and the aviary, the cafe and the miniature railway. And a paddling pool for the... And the lovely paddling pool for the wee, wee kids. And miniature railway, you said? Yeah, I did say the miniature railway. Right, this brings us to our second guest today. With us in the studio, we have Royce Prentice, who is a volunteer train driver. Welcome, Royce. Thank you. And what do you do as a volunteer? Um, go down and help drive the train. Um, I'm a guard on the train. I help in the ticket office and anything else I want to do. Um, I do a little bit of training as a guard trainer um, and uh, we see a few people coming through on that but we could do with a lot more people. So you're looking for more volunteers? Oh yes, we're looking for volunteers all the time. So what would be the time commitment for somebody considering being a volunteer? Um, Just give, um, say, two days a week, uh, two days a month, sorry, um, preferably on a weekend. Um, we're only open on the weekends apart from school holidays and public holidays. So what hours are you driving or? Uh, 1pm to 4pm um, outside the school holidays. And how long have you been volunteering? 44 years. Oh, that's a long time. And how did you come to do volunteering there? I shifted into Palmerston North into the 1970 with um, the post office. And uh, one of the people that I was working with was interested in the railway and he asked me to come and join, which I did. Um, And um, as I say, I've been there 44 years now. So if you want to be a volunteer and join uh, Royce's group, you can go to esplanaderail.org.nz and all the information will be there for you to do. So, Vince, what have been some of the highlights of your time Oh, seeing the many people that have come through that um, see the, the look on the children's faces and on the adults' faces, the thanks you get from the people for the ride on the train, it's absolutely great. See four generations of people back. Um, so is there a fee for the ride? Yeah, $2.50 per person. And children as well? No, Our um, children under under two years are free. I saw a photograph in the paper recently of a lovely little family, so they looked like they were enjoying themselves. You get a lot of that, I assume. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You've only got to have a look in the visitor's book to see the comments. And we get in the visitor's book, pe- 
people from all over the world, believe it or not. So they, um, you run all year round except Christmas and Easter, presumably? No, we yeah. run all year round subject to weather. Um, outside the school holidays, it's um, only Saturday and Sunday and public holidays. During school holidays, we usually run um, right through the holiday period. The only day we don't run is on Christmas Day. So you're rostered? Yes, we have a roster. Uh, we have a roster foreman that rings everybody and tries to fill um, fill the roster. Um, that's why I say it's hard. We could do with more volunteers. So how many volunteers are required for each ride? Um, if you've got two trains running and two officers open, a minimum of six. But you'd like a few more because... It's very hard when you're driving just uh, without a brake. So is there more than one track or do both trains follow the same track? They are, both trains follow the same track. They're usually about 10 minutes apart. Well, that would allow... And how many people could fit on the train? Um, on a six-car train, you'd get about 60. Um, so it's quite a few people. Depending on the size, of course, because obviously an adult would take up more <laughs> room than children. <laughs> and, and are you ever hit with um, vandalism or anything like that? Because it seems a shame if you are. It happens from time to time. You'll find people will put rubbish on the track um, and you've got to stop and clean it off. It doesn't happen very often, but when it does, it's jolly annoying. Well, thank goodness for that because we could do without that. So... The the train ride takes you where? Train ride comes from the Esplanade station, which is the main station, um, up to the tri- up to the playground, and then back to the Esplanade station. It takes about twenty minutes, and it covers two point two k's. So, would you have any advice for people, any listeners who are thinking of riding the train? Yeah, come down and have a look, have a go. Um, you know, you've only got to look at people's faces and the kids' faces and the comments you get. It's such a lot of fun. That's one reason why I have done it. Well, 44 years, goodness me, that's a long <laughs> commitment. Well done. And is there anything else you'd like to add? Uh, no, not really. It's just people come down and have a lot of fun. And you mentioned earlier about the cafe? About the... Cafe? Cafe, yes. Um, now, the cafe used to be sit beside the chief post office in the square. And I'm not sure the exact date, but I think it was in the 1980s, the Miniature Railway um, shifted that to its present site uh, as a cafeteria, etc. And if people like to have a look under the eaves, you'll actually see the New Zealand coat of arms. It's still there. Well, that sounds really good. And thank you very much, Royce. And now we'll take a break to hear the Seekers' Morning Town Ride.
with Leone Harpeter. Leone, the train ride takes people through well-maintained gardens. Also in Victoria Esplanade is the Dugald Mackenzie Rose Gardens. How are these managed? Thanks for the question, Anne. Um, there are 90 beds in total, over 100 variety of roses, so that's a lot of roses. Five beds are renewed each year, which individuals tend to last 15 to 20 years before being replaced. Two beds are museum beds containing six variety of famous roses. There are two trial beds which last three years. Trials are testing new roses species for growth in New Zealand. If they grow well, then they can be added. If they don't, then they are removed. Some some beds are plant variety rights, which are essentially a patent for roses. One person buys a specific rose species and becomes the sole um, grower grower for that rose. No one can take cuttings of the roses to propagate. They need to, to see the owner of that species. Palms North City Council is thinking of have, having the People's Choice rose bed and people roses can be chosen by voting. So I think that's a great idea if they do do that. All year round management is summer, autumn, winter and spring. So that means that they're going to try and manage the roses throughout the whole year. They systematically spray the roses, absorb through green foliage for the whole plant spraying. Winter has a copper spray almost weekly as it washes off. Spring through autumn, 14 days spray. And sprays are a fungal and intersecticide spray. Sorry about that. So that's how they are managed. The deadheading is a removal of the flowers once they have flowered, and that is done after the summer. In autumn, we, they mulch and they, and they go into the council compost. So that's pretty much how they are managed. So the gardens are sometimes used for wedding photographs and or ceremonies. So does permission need to be got from the city council to hold these? Yes. Um, they have, uh, yes, permission needs to be granted because of the popularity. There can be multiple weddings booked on the same day. Weddings have a two-hour slot, slot with a buffer between times for weddings to be removed so that they're not overlapped. Different spaces of the Esplanade are booked regularly for various small events. Call the council call centre to inquire. The Esplanade is permanently used by charities and community events and is free of charge for its use for these events. So that's like Access Manawatu Radio with their Sounds of Summer free concerts? Yes, um, Access Sounds of Summer concerts, they use the Esplanade and for the um, 
they they do that, and um, the Esplanade is open. We've also got the um, Esplanade Day, which is on the 17th of October of February. So that's an Esplanade Day, which is going to be a day where we're trying to promote the Esplanade. We want as many people along on that day, and I think that's on a Sunday. So we want as many people along on that day as well. And that's 10 till 4 o'clock? Yep, I'm just checking the calendar. And while we're sitting here, just to make sure I've got the right day. And any ideas why it's called the Dugold Mackenzie Rose Gardens? I do not know the answer to that question. I would, but I'm going to find that out and come back to you on the next program and tell you why it's called the Dugold Mackenzie program. So the the other um, concerts and public events are there any that you know of that are held there apart from the Massey University Summer Shakespeare every year they have approximately eight performances over two weeks. Um, a lot of the small events are held by the library. They have the summer. Um, Reading series that's used by the in the library in the Esplanade as well, and the um, community or charity events are used in the um, in the Esplanade as well. But they're all one-off events, and sometimes you know that just a lot of different things are held into into the Esplanade. A lot of things um, there isn't a booking system, so people don't have that record or register of knowing what has been held, except for things like the. Um, the regular ones. The regular ones. So it's very hard to know. But things that um, aren't regular aren't recorded, so it's harder to know when they are recorded. And, and uh, over and above that, if you're not going for special things, you can go for an, a good family day out. You uh, can go for a good family day out and have a lot of fun in the Esplanade. And the Rose Gardens, when's the best time to see those? I'm not a gardener, it's, it's so November. I don't know. I think it's November. November is the best time to see. just depends on the wind, though, so long as the wind doesn't catch them. But it's October, November is the best time to see the Rose Garden. And I understand that there's a, um, a scented garden for those who haven't got sight? Yes. There is. And anything else um, to do with the roses that you might like to add? Um, there is exotic plants, the hot house. The hot house is called the Peter Blake Conservatory. Um, begolias is the main exotic plant. The glass house has received a moderate update to its glass and structure along with new plants being added more recent in recent years. Peter Black was the first curator for the Victoria Esplanade and did most of the work in its early life. And <laughs> So was he responsible for planting the cherry trees, which some of our listeners will perhaps remember? It was a shame when they had to be cut down because of the um, disease that they got? Yes, I can't answer that question because I, I just don't know the answer to that question, Anne. So, so thank you for the question, but I can't answer it. But if we write that question down, I might be able to get it for Program 3. And the paddling pool... That, that's another thing if you're taking your little ones to the Esplanade. Um, do you know anything about that, the history of that? I don't know, but I don't like it when the ducks get in it too often. So I have put a complaint in about that on a regular basis and asked if we can do more about not having the ducks in that paddling pool when we've got our toddlers going into it. So it is a concern of mine. Well, I looked it up on the net and it said that the um, it was the RSA paddling wading pool so I'm assuming that that must have been donated by the by RSA. By the RSA, yeah. 
And the playground, what sort of um, area is that? Well, the playground has been recently upgraded and um, done so that um, it's got the most um, up-to-date play equipment in the playground. Um, that has been renovated probably in the last two years, so it's been upgraded recently. And what sort of, uh, just the normal swings? and? No, no, there's some really updated equipment in there, Um like climbing, climbing frames, frames and, oh. and things that kids love doing more than um, there are some new newer swings in there, but there's some really good climbing frames in there as well. So there are folks you heard it come along and have a look for yourself. The playground at the Victoria Esplanade, the paddling wading pool. Although the kind of weather that we've been having lately, it's not really days for that. A duck pond. Please don't feed the ducks. I oh, know it's very tempting. And if you're hungry, there's the cafe there, which Royce told us earlier was moved by the Miniature Railway Club. So, Leonie, is there anything else that you would like to add? I think my kids, when they were younger, always loved the Flying Fox, which is still there and has been standing there for a long time. Has that been renovated? No, or no. It's still, still the original exactly, one? Exactly the same, yeah. Goodness. <laughs> I know it's been there for a long, long time. So, uh, and Royce, have you seen any um, changes since your been doing in your 44 years as a train driver? Yeah, I've seen um, three changes, or two changes mostly. Originally when I started there we just went round on the small circuit and I think we charged about 10 cents a ride. That's a long time ago, 10 cents. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> this was in the 1970s. Then it was extended up to the playground um, and we built a small platform up there and a um, a tin shed for a um, an office, which incidentally got burnt down by vandals. Oh, dear. And then uh, we extended the um, track round the back of the uh, cafeteria. Still the same length of track, but it gave you a different view of the gardens. And we built the um, platform and new station up at the playground which is very handy because people playing at the playground can come and get the train there, get on the train and go right round and come back to the playground. So can they get tickets on the train? No, you've got to go to the station. You can actually get tickets at the Esplanade station, which is the main one. You can get tickets at the cafeteria and you can get tickets up at the playground. And they go very regularly, so you're not likely to miss out or have no. to wait a long time. If we've only got one train running, it's every 20 minutes. If we've got two trains running, it's every about every 10 minutes. And I just want to do a correction. The Esplanade Day is on Sunday the 19th of February from 10 to 4. So I just want to put that right. So it's free of charge. It's a fun day at the Espinar with lots of activities for everyone to do things. So come along to the Espinar day from 10 to 4 at the Espinar. It's just an open day for everyone to come along to the Espinar on the 19th of February, Sunday the 19th. And hopefully the weather will be kinder and not like it has been for the sounds of summer. The weather's going to be wonderful. So you personally organising that, yes. you know, that's cool. So you heard that, people. Come along to the Esplanade Day on Sunday the 19th of February, 10 to 4. All sorts of exciting things to do. Is this run by the City Council? It is, yeah. And what sort of exciting things will there be? 
Um, I think what they've done in the past, there's just been a lot of, um, there's been lots of other people have put things into it as well, but there is lots of community groups going to be there. There'll be bouncy castles, there'll be, the, obviously the miniature railway train will be running, but there'll be a lot of different food and, and stalls and lots of different things for the kids to do on the day. So it's a market day as market well? Market day as well. And that's held every year? Every year. And while you're there for Esplanade Day, you might like to check out the Avery. Leonie, what can you tell us about the Avery? What's happening with it at the moment? Preparation for the new wild-based recovery centre to start building in a couple of months. All the native birds will be moved to the wild-based recovery once the new Avery is built. Then most of the cages will be demolished and then replaced by the new relocated gardens. This will not happen until the wild base can receive all the native birds. Some of the current aviary enclosures will be kept and moderately upgraded to keep a few exotic birds such as budgies. So there'll be no aviary for a while? or the- No, the current aviary will be operating until the new one is finished and can house the birds. And when do you think the work will be completed? You said that it hasn't started yet. Pa- Palm North City Council hopes to have it finished in February 2018. So at that time, what new birds will they be able to see in the new aviary? The, the breeding duck programme will be housed in the new aviary alongside the recovery native birds ranging from the tui to penguins, kiwi, falcon and native parrots. All recovery birds are looked after for three to six weeks and then released back to the wild. All birds will be able to be viewed by the public. Some enclosures will have one-way soundproof glass, others will have uh, off-viewing. The native parrot enclosures will be walk-through aviaries. For more information, visit www.wildbaserecovery.co.nz. Otherwise, you can call the Palmerston North City Council um, and find out any more information, but I hope I've given you enough information on that, Anne. Well, that sounds really exciting. I'll look forward to the new aviary and the wildlife recovery. It'll be something that will be new and unique, I suppose. I mean, I've been overseas and walked through aviaries, and it's quite an exciting experience to be able to be in amongst the birds. And, and they will have a stand there at the um, at the open day on the 19th of um, February, so they will have a stand there that they will be explaining all this to people at the stand. So, yeah, that'll be great to see people there. So there you are, folks. If you want more information, go along to the stand on Esplanade Day on the 19th. February the 19th yes. Sunday. Yeah. And Great. thank you, Leonie, for the um, series. And next week, people, tune in again where Leonie will be back with us and we will be talking about the sport of lawn bowls next week. So, Leonie, to finish off, do you have anything further to say? No, I just haven't loved having a chat with you, Anne. Thanks very much. All right, thank you. Bye. See you next week, folks. Support this show and others like it by giving a donation. For more information, go to www.mpr.nz forward slash donate.